some games for you. What, what are you doing right now? What is this? I'm, I'm singing the theme song of my uh, fantasy team, Fat Stafford. Oh. Because I won this week. I yeah. won, Ray. I won. Hey. And guess who I played? Guess, guess congratulations. Hey. Guess what? Well, it's not like I beat, it's not like my team was terrible and I beat the best team in the league. I mean, that didn't happen. Oh, wait. That is what happened. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, but hey, at least I started all nine players. I didn't actually start a player that didn't even play. Oh, wait. Oh, I did. Oh, wait. Steven Ridley was starting for you. I feel like I won the league. Even though I'm one of the worst teams, I feel like I won the league. I feel that you not only won our fantasy league, and he's talking about me, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like you also won the TV show, The League. Yeah. I oh. think you beat Taco. Yep. And now, Taco. and now you get their trophy, and they have to make music rap videos about you. And you have to have the Ruxin, which is for the worst team. It's like a Rux spin, Like a Teddy Ruxpin that curses at you or something? That would be awesome. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is episode 30 of your favorite show, Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we're going to do sports today. And we're going to, hey, our sound, we had a lot of sound issues on the last show. Yeah, we did. What happened? Hey, I got a question for you. What happens when you loan out all of your (laughs) recording equipment to somebody else and then get it back? Got to change the, you know, check the levels. It gets all jacked up and you end up with last week's show. So, hey, I appreciate you guys who listened to it. We actually got a fair number of downloads on last week's show. (gasps) Sorry. Sorry, everybody. That was not us at our best. Um, But that being said, we sound a lot better this week, I only assume. Yeah. Because I think we fixed a lot of the stuff what needed to be fixed. Hey, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Anybody who listened to the show last week that was not... Impressed and not satisfied. We will we will buy them a complimentary Weedenburger, a Brandon Weedenburger. Bra- well, now wait a minute. Now I've heard of the Matt Shaw Burger because the Matt Shaw Burger is you get uh, pick six toppings mm-hmm. down in Houston, and that's that's mean and awesome at the same time. What is? I don't know what the Brandon Weedenburger oh, is. It's a tender all beef patty cooked perfectly, smothered in toppings. Sounds delicious. Which we then systematically pick off right before your eyes while you watch helplessly. All before dropping the burger on the ground, right before it's set down in front of you. Oh my goodness, that sounds terrible. What would the uh, what would the Alex Smith burger be like? Uh, Alex Smith burger would be like uh, it would be just all to- all toppings and awesomeness, but then uh, you'd be defenseless too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say instead of beef, it'd probably be more like quinoa, like a quinoa patty. You think? Well, what would the Matt Stafford uh, burger look like? That'd just be all fat. How dare you? All fat. I, fa- I just assumed you were going to be like, it would be an empty wrapper because it'd never get to you. <laughs> but, but anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about this week. I mean, big time. Four weeks to go in the NFL. Are you excited? I'm excited, I'm yeah. super fired up about it. My Lions, 7-5 and five in the catbird seat. we got to talk a little bit about how, what happened on Thanksgiving Day. we got to see what happens in week 13, which is very, very exciting. Hey, how'd your Kansas City Chiefs been doing? I mean, we've just said Jacksonville Jaguars are a great team because they won three games in a row. And the Chiefs are have lost three in a row. Oh. Yeah. Although they played a good game against Denver. Denver just, I mean, they could not. They're so good. 
They cannot stop. What happened? Wow, Eric Decker scored four touchdowns. Well, I don't know if Here's you how. saw. You don't cover him. The I forget the guy's name, but the defensive back for Kansas City uh, was part of the game plan for the last couple weeks. San Diego apparently figured out this guy is the liability in the defense. He's a young guy for you, Marcus Cooper. He's a rookie. He Cooper, the, yeah, that's he was his the name. seventh round pick that we got from that we uh, picked up after he got dropped by San Francisco. He's a talented guy, but he, and you know, in the pregame show for Denver versus Kansas City, they actually said, "Look to whoever Cooper is." guarding in this game whoever he's defending that dude is going to blow up and have a huge game and that happened eric decker goes for four touchdowns and a thousand yards i believe in one game to be fair marcus cooper did intercept peyton manning in the first half hey yeah that's impressive casey had a 21-7 lead they sure did yeah and then i was uh, i was trolling you because you were giving up on your own team because brent here everyone's favorite kansas city fan pitt in our picks league, the Denver Broncos. That's right, because I told you last week, Ray, if if Justin Houston didn't play, all bets were off. You know, the sound wasn't so good, so maybe I just missed that part. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. But we got a lot of NFL wrap-up we're going to do, which is very exciting. we got to talk a little bit of hot stove baseball. Ooh. Your Detroit Tigers, and the only reason I bring it up is it's your Detroit Tigers, of course, have got like lots and lots of moves going on. We've, we've already touched on Prince Fielder, but now there's more moves, people going away, people coming in. I don't even know what's happening with this team anymore. we got to break that down a little bit. That's very, very exciting. And in addition, we might even talk a little bit of NBA, maybe a little soccer, maybe a little U.S. curling. I want to talk some foosball also, yeah. We'll talk foosball. We'll talk subuteo. Field hockey. Yeah, we're going to talk a bowling. Water polo. Water basket weaving. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, underwater basket weaving. Well, you can't do it above water. That'd be lame. Yeah, it's totally lame. <laughs> I mean, no, get weird on me. All right. So we'll be right back after three seconds of Foreigner. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. And we're back here on Raisin Bread. Bread. This is the cold episode, episode 30, because here in Los Angeles, it is a freezing. 46 degrees. For here, it's cold. Yeah. For here, it's like on the local news earlier today I was watching, they went to a Starbucks and were asking pedestrians, hey, do you have any tips for surviving the cold? We're not exactly talking about Eskimos <laughs> and polar bears happening here. This is freaking Los Angeles where it's never really particularly cold, even when it's cold. Oh, my God, I can see my breath. <laughs> yeah. Then they oh. jump, off, jump off the building. Ah! It's a very War of the Worlds going on here. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. But we're going to talk a little bit of NFL right now because mm-hmm. what a glorious week. I mean, let's look back to the week that was, right? Thanksgiving Day. Wow. Just had a, just had a moment. A moment of what? A moment of joy because your Detroit Lions defeated those dastardly, disgusting, deplorable very unburdened by talent due to injury. Green Bay Packers, 40-10. to 10 Packers did not look good. In a game that I have to honestly say was one of the greatest, most enjoyable Detroit Lions games I've ever watched. Only because so many Packers fans, I'm looking on Facebook afterwards, and they're all posting, well, that, that sucked. That was the hardest game to watch I've seen in a long time, Packers. Oh, I'm so sorry you can't win the Super Bowl every year, Green Bay. I'm so sorry that there's an ebb and flow, and it's time for us to be on top, everybody. To be fair, there haven't been very many like uh, flows for you guys. 
It's you been know? mostly ebb. Yeah. It's like, been a series of ebbs. Have you beat them in like 10 years? Uh, seven years. Seven years. It's been a very long time. Don't you play them twice every season? We play them not just once, but twice every year and always lose. And we come close to beating them so many times and then they, they score right at the end and it's really... <sighs> it is well, very frustrating. I gotta say, you were probably a little nervous in the first quarter when they just kept turning the ball over. When they went down ten to three on that Matt Stafford fumble when he got his arm got hit and then they recovered in the end zone, I just turned to everybody in the room watching. I said, "Not like this. Not like this. This is Tampa Bay all over again. This is the this this cannot happen. We see, are so much better than them." Did you see how e- how easily the ball slipped out of his hand? And then when the Green Bay guy, if you read the Green Bay guy's lips, when he gets into the end zone, he's like, it was covered in cranberry sauce. There was cranberry sauce on the ball. Oh, my goodness. Matt Stafford. Shame Stop on you. Stop it. Stop it, you. So, yeah, 40-10 to 10 is your final score, and that was an absolutely fun game. Once we kind of took the lead by the half and then just started pouring it on in the second half, including that, you'd love it, the Indomitian Sioux safety oh, yeah. on Matt Flynn, where he looked like he went straight Assassin's Creed style on him. Where we were doing the sound effects as we were rewatching it, and it's just like he just puts his hand over his mouth and goes, shh, as he ushers him gently to the ground. Let it go, let it go, let it go. You've led a good life. A Benedici. I think wow. that's what he says. In well, congrats, Ray. It felt great. We're seven and five. We now have, because inexplicably, those Chicago Bears lost to the Vikings. So we now have basically a two-game lead with four games to play. It's looking good, but nothing is over, to quote Rocky. Nothing is over! It's it's Detroit's uh, division to lose right now. It's We have no excuses to lose. If we yeah. drop this and don't make the playoffs, or don't even win the division at they this point... They shouldn't be a team anymore. I don't even know. We should disband. Yeah. We should disband and let it go. And then, you know, so on Thanksgiving there was that really not very interesting Dallas-Oakland game. I thought it was pretty interesting because uh, Dallas got way behind and then had to make a comeback. Got a little and then, bit of course, behind. And then... They were down by 14. That's a and little then, behind. And then Oakland just, you know, became Oakland again. They remembered who they were. Terrell Pryor remembered that he's an Ohio State grad? Yuck. But then the game, you know, the game, well, the game of the day was Detroit-Green Bay, but then the best game of the day, competitive-wise, was, I think, definitely Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Oh, yeah. And those two teams do not like each other. They do not much care for each other both, at all. And they both recently won Super Bowls. So. Not that long ago, that's correct. And how about Mike Tomlin? This is the only thing that really came out of that game is the Mike Tomlin's being on the field during a kickoff, watching himself up in the Jumbotron monitor, and then essentially making a move towards Jones as he's running down the mm-hmm. sideline, forcing Jones to cut inwards and get caught from behind. It's not like Mike Tomlin darted out of the way. He made a move in, then turned and made a move out. Uh, a little two-step. Yeah, not only is it was it you know pretty shady... How is it that, you know, the referee runs by and does nothing? No penalties! He's fined $100,000 for being on the field. Very clearly, you're not even supposed to be in the white box while the play is going on. He's on the field! No flag as the ref looks at him as he's walking by? I am so glad that he got fined $100,000 because now, instead of being paid $5.8 million, he'll be getting $5.7 million. Oh, learned lesson, hopefully, Tomlin. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you tell your sister Lily to keep you off the field? Here's what's interesting is he is on the competition committee of the NFL. That's why he got fined so much. Because he's he, supposed to be one of the guys who helps stamp out the cheaters. Yeah, I think he might get kicked off of that committee. He should get kicked off that committee, at the very least. How how intentional do you think it was? Do you think it was very intentional? Or do you think it was just something he got caught up in the moment and then all of a sudden he was in over his head? Here's how intentional I think it was, Ray. I okay. think it was premeditated. 
I really do, because, Ray, when in any close game, other than when somebody's kicking a field goal at the end of the game, sometimes guys don't want to watch, when do you ever see a head coach not looking at the play? Yeah. And when do you see a head coach literally on the field during the play? When do you see a head coach have that happen to them and have got like a little smirk on his face too? Like, oh, 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 oh. that was truly the cat that ate the canary kind of smirk, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like just looking over, he's like, mm-hmm, I did that. Now, it you, was me. If you asked me, if you if you gave me a uh, list of 32 NFL head coaches right now, okay, and you asked me what order I would think that this would happen to, what in you just talk about general classiness, yeah. of of. I would have thought Mike Tomlin. Yeah. He would have been in my top five of the ones not doing it. Probably. Who would be your Who would be your top coach that would do it? Oh, hmm. It's Jim Harbaugh, right? Oh, Harbaugh. It's got to be Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He would run onto the field to tackle a guy and then fist pump and be like, "Yeah!" I and think then... Jim Harbaugh's at the top, and I think John Harbaugh would be down at the bottom. You would think. I would think he wouldn't do it. You would think. Uh, I th- I wouldn't put it above Mike Shanahan. You think Mike Shanahan? He's not shit. Well, you hate you hate Mike Shanahan. Of course I do. You do. <laughs> That'd be like me saying, I'm pretty sure Mark Trestman would get into it. Uh, no, he wouldn't. Get out. If he's he's not even an NFL coach, and all of a sudden, like, oh, Lane Kiffin's on the field. <laughs> I would put Lane Kiffin above half the coaches in yeah. the NFL. <laughs> it, but he'd be doing it in like a mascot, like an about, LSU Tiger outfit about or something. John Gruden, if he was still coaching. Oh, oh he'd do Chucky. it. Chucky. Chucky would do it. Chucky would do it wearing overalls. Ditka might do it. Oh, Ditka Not could, out of... No, he, he jerk, it, but but just because he's so competitive. Not just that. I think Ditka would probably have a, like a, a freak out moment and forget he wasn't actually playing in the game. Yeah, Ditka would, and then give the guy a spear. He wouldn't face the other way. He would just run at the other player. He'd give him a Batista spear. Now, if yeah. you remember back when Bill Cowher was coaching, he 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 almost did that to Jacksonville one year where he flinched. I remember when he flinched like he was yeah. going to run, and he just went, mm, "I'm not that Steelers coach." Yeah, he just he knew he knew it was coming the whole time. Well, we're putting it off a little bit here because that is just—I just find that whole thing fascinating. It's very interesting. It's just that guy doing that. You think he's going to get uh, suspended? No. You think they lose a draft pick? You think they get uh, down draft picks? Here's the deal: could. I think he might be off the competition committee, and if he's not, you almost have to set an example by taking away a seventh round pick or something innocuous. But every pick matters mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but we're just putting off the inevitable. What hap- has been happening to your Kansas City Chiefs? Well, what is going on? One, they're not playing very good defense. They have injuries on defense, and and that's one and two. Number three is they played Denver twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, but they played San Diego right in the middle mm-hmm. and gave up what forty one points. Well, I already explained that. That's when we lost our two our two uh, leading sackers in the middle of that game. Yeah, but that's the defense fair. is not playing well right now. Man, that's the thing. Right now, you know, the first nine games. The uh, the offense was the liability, and the last three games the defense has been the liability because Alex Smith has been great. Yeah, he's been putting it up, and Dwayne Bowe is resurgent again. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. he exists. Jamal Charles has just been electric the whole season. Right. Well, here's the question I have to ask you: Will they win another game this year? Nine uh, and seven probably still gets them the five seed. Yeah, sadly. I, I you know if I'm being really honest, I think they probably finish about eleven and five. I mean, you would have taken that when the season started, oh, yeah, right? For sure, I'll take it now. Yeah, you at nine and zero oh, though. You're not hoping for eleven and five. No, <laughs> I mean let's five, just keep it real. But uh, two and fourteen last year, you know, two and fourteen last year. I would have take, taken seven and nine this year. You would have taken five and eleven this year. <laughs> let's keep it real. But that's awesome. Let's talk about the week uh, upcoming right now because we have a slate of great games. Who's Kansas City playing this week? At the Redskins. At the Redskins. Now the Redskins are three and nine. If Kansas City loses at Washington this week, 
Washington can they be might, a hard place to play. They might not win another game. Because then they've got to go to Oakland. If they lose at Washington, they can lose at Oakland. Then they got to come home, and they've got Andrew Luck. He, he could sucks right now, too, though. But he could definitely jump up. Sorry, well. Andrew Luck. Sorry, we're making everyone look like all-stars right now, right? That's a fair point. Uh, Eric Decker. So, wait a minute. You could Rivers. be the team that has the resurgence of RG3 mm-hmm. that puts RG3 out of the doghouse and back on the map again. You have the power to be that team to make RG3 look like everybody's superstar and Heisman Trophy winner? You know what would be really interesting is... What if Kansas City wins the first nine games? Yeah, and then loses the next seven games. Slips in. I would say slips, slips in, in the five, and then and then goes to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be the craziest season ever. It would be. It would be a lot of fun. But let's I'll not say that. I'd rather take eleven wins. Though. I don't. <laughs> well, you think about it. I mean, who's going to be the four seed right now? It's it's like the Colts, and the Colts mm-hmm. are not playing great football right They're now. Not. So that's a winnable running game. Games, running ba- game's not great. Uh, Trent Richardson is benched. Yeah, Reggie Wayne. That was a good back. trade uh, for Cleveland. Look who Cleveland's making out like bandits in this one now. Cleveland looks really smart right now. Cleveland looks like the St. Louis Rams who got all those first round picks for trading away RG three to the Redskins. Think about this: if the Redskins lose the rest of their games and the Texans, you know, pick one up. I mean, they got Jacksonville on Thursday. If the Texans pick that one up. The Rams could get the number one overall draft pick as part of the package. Mm-hmm. And they're already a pretty good team. They're not yeah. great, but my goodness, wouldn't They've the first playing well? Uh, Jadavian Clowney on that team? Come on, they got uh, beat last week pretty well at at San Francisco. Well, but, they're not ready yet. They're not ready. Yeah, yet. but they but they've been playing really well at home lately. They're they're a tough team. I wouldn't yeah. want to play them. No, we don't play them. Yeah, Detroit's playing uh, first place. Philadelphia Eagles, well tied for first, seven and five. Both teams seven and five on the road. Where Philadelphia. Doesn't play particularly well. I almost feel like you have to, in our picks league, you have to pick Detroit and I have to pick Philadelphia this week. Isn't that what we already assumed was going to happen? Oh, I assumed it, yeah. You know, talk about really quick aside, our picks league. How about that? You are one game ahead of me and we are both in the 99.5 or better percentile. Mm -hmm. We are killing it. In the picks We're league, destroying this year. everyone else in our picks league. Oh yeah, nobody's Suck it, within, Brian Vestal. Yeah, nobody's even within like a half dozen games of us. Sorry, Brian Vestal. When you get people who know football in your league, brrr, it's over. Yeah. So anyway, I look forward to beating you uh, in the picks league as well. Was everything else cool? Pretty fantastic stuff. So yeah, the Lions. I'm real nervous about this game against Philadelphia. On paper, everybody seems to be picking the Eagles. The Eagles are the favored team. I don't know. I think I think that game with Green Bay, like it stirred the monster. I think like something's going on right here. The Bears been poked, and he came out angry. Not the Chicago Bear. That would be the figurative Bear who gets mm-hmm. poked with a stick. And I think that team was looking like they were super focused. They now have ten days to prepare for Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, we don't play great in the cold. It's true. Philadelphia also doesn't play that good in the cold, so maybe mitigated weather circumstance. We'll see what happens. Boy, Nick Foles is playing some good ball right now, though. Boy, I would love to be the first team to pick him off this year. 19 touchdowns, no interceptions. How about that? Peyton Manning has got the record for most touchdowns to start a season in NFL history, and then Nick Foles could just come right in the same season a few games later and just pass him right by. That would be amazing. Until we pick him off this weekend. Woo! Forward down the field, baby! I gotta think he's probably gonna get picked off this week. I hope DeAndre Levy gets one. Okay. Did you know DeAndre Levy, the linebacker for the Lions, is leading the NFL in interceptions? Really? No linebacker has ever led the NFL in interceptions before. Despite all of that, there are still folks who said, "Do you think he's a Pro Bowler? <laughs> Do you think he has a chance to be a third team Pro Bowl this year at linebacker? He's oh, leading the league in interceptions. 
Talk about him as defensive MVP or something. Yeah, but he's not playing safety. Ooh, that's the whole point. Thank you for making my point for me. No, I, I think he shouldn't. I don't think. I think a linebacker that gets a bunch of interceptions is, you know, soft. Well, okay. Well, moving forward, how dare you? That'll be punching. Now, you, you were talking about this before. You kind of said you wanted to talk about this giant contraption that suddenly appears here in the flickering light studios. Yeah. Because uh, you said you have a correspondent. Cause for, we're going to talk a lot about this Sunday night game, mm-hmm. the big game, Carolina at New Orleans. Kind of Woo! a huge game this week. And what is – just set it up. What is this thing that I'm looking at right here? It is a satellite uplink. So what, Say what? When do we get a satellite uplink? Uh, thank you very much. Black Friday. Oh, that's why you wanted me to go. Yeah. I had to carry that thing. It's huge. I know. There's a dent in the roof of my Nissan Rogue now. Oh, goodness Somebody gracious. wouldn't let me borrow their pickup truck. Yeah, I don't own a pickup truck. No, I didn't say it was you. I said oh, somebody. okay. That's fair. Yeah. You're trying to heavily imply <laughs> me there. But that, okay, so what does it do exactly? It's a satellite uplink. You have a correspondent. It will allow us to talk to people in other spots, not in the studio. Are you serious? Yeah. And David Noel gave us permission, our, our esteemed producer. Hey, David, on the on the other side of the glass, he gave us permission to to. to we're, we're good. Well, I I don't know. I didn't ask permission. Well, he's a producer. You're supposed to ask him those things, I, right? Right. It's better to uh, ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Can we get forgiveness? He's giving me a a, a tepid sideways hand, so I'll take that yeah. as a yes. Yeah. So who are we talking to then? It's, I assume uh, it's in New this Orleans. Is the guy that I, I I met years ago. He's usually works uh, Super Bowls and things like that. He's kind of a he gets the inside scoop on football players. Oh my gosh! So we have you mean like a, like a Mel Kiper yeah. or a, a, a Merrill Hodge or even a, oh did you? Oh my god! Don't yeah. even tell me. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, right? John Gruden. Did we get John Gruden? You're exactly right. It's Hobo Bo. Who who's who's Hobo Bo? Hobo, he's a he's a hobo that I know that that's inside all the football heads, you know. And we're gonna. We're gonna cut live to a, a, we're gonna cut live to a real hobo. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, oh. live from New Orleans. Uh, hey, is Bo there? David, flip the switch. Hey, Roy and Bert. Hey, hey. hey, I see him. There he is. Hey, I can I can hear you now. I can see you, Bo. How you doing? Hey, I'm oh, down here. You know. Eat some of them New Orleans donuts. Hey! New Orleans donuts. Are you referring to the, um... Oh, beignets. You're eating beignets? God bless you. Oh, okay. You sneeze? Yes. Sure. In any case, so I hear that you've got some great tidbits. What have you learned? And do I ever want to know how you get your information? Yeah, it's just, uh, well, it's very secret. But when I was digging through the dumpsters, I found some interesting stuff about... Drew Brees. You found, so wait, hold on. You're digging through the, the garbage? Yeah, behind his uh, neighborhood. Okay, well, what did you discover about Drew Brees? Like, what's this great insider scoop you're yeah, bringing us? Yeah, he's been eating a lot of uh, Hostess cupcakes. Okay. And uh, 1% milk. What? Okay. And was, uh, this is, looks like a, a Frogert. Some kind of Frogert. Uh, do, do you have a flavor? Now, I, I think that yogurt's turned. Oh. Oh, dear. Okay, well, what what exactly does that teach us about Drew Brees for Sunday? Well, he's chocolate-filled right now. Also, he's pretty dairy-like. And uh, he might be eating some stuff that's like a bacteria. Oh. Brent, so, Brent, where'd you find this guy? 
What? Hey, Bo. Come on, man. <laughs> what is going I mean, on? That's usually the worst. Usually, gets us a lot more. That's not a scoop. He's eating. It... He's eating ding dongs. Come on. <laughs> no, that's 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 a different thing, Ray. <laughs> he was eating ding dongs. Oh my That's gracious. a different show. Cinemax <laughs> after dark. That's not really news at all. Bo, do you have anything that's actually useful that might be, like, game-changing? Oh, well, I have actually been staking out Cram Newton's place. Cram Newton, the quarterback of the... Cram Nation! Panthers? I don't know. Okay, so, what, Mr. Newton, what, what can you tell me about... What about Cam? Let's, 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 let's no, get the scoop. Let's get uh, it. I did notice last week that uh, his dumpster was empty, but then later there was a McRib wrapper in there. Okay, so you're thinking that uh, maybe Cam is succumbing to the pressure of his stardom and his sudden uh, skyrocketing team, and maybe he's going back to bad habits, uh, maybe showing some sloth. or Bad sl- habits of McRib is delicious! It's it's really not. Yeah, and he also oh. had the... the uh, fruit and yogurt parfait. Now those are delicious. Yeah. It had little raisins. I thought it was raisins, but it turned out to be ants. Oh my goodness. What are you talking about? What are you about, talking about? This is the worst. Come on. Come on, Bo. Well, you know, they were biting my tongue on the way down. I'll tell you that much. Well, it's extra protein, I guess. But, uh, but, but, okay, well, so what we've learned so far is pretty much tantamount to nothing. Yeah, I think that I've explained to you that, that I, you're just not reading the clues. Apparently, you're not a garbage detective like me. Okay, so you're a garbage detective. Okay, okay. Well, is there anything you can tell me about um, Coach Sean Payton? I mean, maybe maybe you got to see some plays. Maybe you were actually watching the team at a practice. I mean, you're there in New Orleans. You're our correspondent there. Well, you know what? I tried to uh, stake out uh, Sean Payton's dumpster. But then okay. he... He paid a guy to come beat me up. Oh, gracious. So I ran away. Well, that's probably very, very wise information. But you're not giving me anything that actually is helpful. Hey, right. You, yes. You know what kind of paper towels I found in Sean Payton's dumpster? What? What? Bounty. Thanks, Bo. That's horrifying. Bounty so, a quicker picker upper. Yes, it is. It is all of the above. So... Brent, I don't even know what we can do with this guy. None of this information is any good at all. I, I think he gives us the flavor of the game. Um, the flavor of the game is apparently McRib. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Nothing. That doesn't tell me anything. I think it tells you that it's going to be a good game, right? That's what I think. Which should be a great game, but it's not. How could we have this great piece of technology in here, and you're using it for Hobo Bo, who digs through garbage, the garbage detective? That doesn't give us any information whatsoever. Uh, None of this has been actually helpful. Hey, Ray, uh, uh, are we all done this interview? Because uh, based on all the yogurt I ate earlier, uh, I'm having a blowout in my pants. That's what I'm predicting, a blowout. Yes. It's like I'm having uh, in my I pants. I don't even... Okay, I think we can safely get David. Let's get David to uh, flip the switch back. I think, yeah. Bo, thanks. Thanks very much, Hobo, right, Bo, from New Orleans. We'll get you next time. I don't think we're going to have him back. I loved Hobo, Bo. He brought no information to the table whatsoever. We bring the information, Ray. Oh, that's he brings point. the color and the flavor. He's like the John Madden. Yeah. He was like, boom. Boom, in his <laughs> pants. Oh, gracious me. Well, I'm going to need to go take a shower after that interview. 
But we'll be right back to talk more about the sports ball after three seconds of Ice Cube. No barking from the dog, no small. And mama cooked the breakfast with no harm. It's the hot stove league. Ow, my hand, it's been burned by the hot stove. Don't touch the hot stove, Ray. You touch the hot stove, you deal with the horns. So anyway, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball right now on the show. It's, it is the Hot Stove League, which means a lot of trades going on. And uh, the big story of the day... In the winter meetings next week, there's always mm, a lot of trades that happen then. And there's already been a lot of action and movement. They all get together in, the, in those little conference rooms with their cocoa and their brandy. Jacoby Ellsbury signs with the... He's a Boston Red Sox, everybody. A big one. And he just signed with the rival New York Yankees for seven years. And how many million dollars? $153 million. Because the New York Yankees don't know how to sign anybody for less than $20 million a year. No wonder Cano thinks he's worth $9,000 million a year. Is that a yeah. number? Mm, well, that would be $9 billion. yeah. He thinks he's worth it. Yeah. I think he's worth it. Do the Yankees think he's worth it? How much would it suck? To, uh, can I even ask this question? How much does it suck to be a Boston Red Sox fan right now? It doesn't really. Really at all, no. You lost a 30-year-old oft-injured player who's known for his speed but isn't dealing with injuries. Oh, no. Yeah, they've got a young guy that's projected to be a gold glover. Now, he's got a he's not hitting like Jacoby Ellsbury yet. But but looking on the social media, you wouldn't think the Red Sox just won the freaking third World Series in 10 years. To see my Boston Red Sox fans out there on the social face boxes... Oh, woe is me. Ellsbury, why? Why? I think it's some embarrassing. My, some of my Boston friends are just like, well, he's he's 30, and he's yeah. been injured two out of the last four years. And they're going to pay him 23 or whatever million dollars a year at the age of 30 for seven or eight years? Yeah, it works out to about $22 million a year. Holy jeez. Hey, that's the New York market. Yeah. If you're going to go, go hard. Why wouldn't you? I don't know. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's insanity. That It's like a play from the old George Steinbrenner playbook when they would sign every aging superstar that could come down the pike and, you know, do well with them. It but seems, not, not lately. Seems like a lot of monetary commitment for a guy whose game is built on speed. Yeah. Doesn't have a ton of power from of what I remember. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that's bizarre, but it just seems like the, so I thought the Yankees were going in a new kind of money ball direction, and then they turn around, and they do something like this. It just drives me absolutely nuts. But at the end of the day, we can't. Feel, we're not going to feel bad for Boston fans, right? The Yankees are like you know, <laughs> not they're, possible. They're like that guy that keeps going to rehab. They're like, no, no, no. I, I one more spin, <laughs> one more spin of the wheel. I swear to God, this is the one. Yeah. This is the double zero one. Yep. And it comes up 16. Everyone's a loser. Seriously, I've got it under control this time, you guys. I can do it just one time. Just one time. Just All right, one more. One yeah. more. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems insanity to me. but I spent what? <laughs> who was that an impression of? <laughs> that was then when they realized how much they had spent for Ellsbury. <laughs> I spent what on who? He comes out of his ass. He's like yeah. a shopaholic uh, Oh, high. shoot. Yeah. <laughs> he suddenly starts adding up the receipts. <laughs> a what? A anyway, the other team making a lot of noise is your Detroit Tigers. We talked on a previous show about Prince Fielder uh, getting traded away for Ian Kinsler out yeah. to the uh, Texas Rangers with a big pile of bag of money. He literally just flew on the plane with a big bag of money on his lap for, you know, Ian Kinsler, a decent second baseman. Why not? But now all of a sudden, Johnny Jahani Peralta signs with 
the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm -hmm. They trade away Doug Fister for a bunch of minor leaguers. And and now there's the talk. Well, not just the talk, right? I mean. Joe Nathan. You just signed Joe Nathan as your closer. And, oh, who projected that we were going to sign Joe Nathan? Who said that we're going to have closer help and that Joe Nathan was going to be the answer to that riddle? I thought. I this guy you had said it so, this guy everybody you said it so loudly that I thought it actually already had happened and then when I saw it on the news yesterday I was like wait that already happened yep yep I, I know my team I know what we do I know what we're trying to do Joe Nathan is the closer I love it I love that move we gave him way too much money I mean I've seen a lot of articles today about you know paying too much for saves you know what it's true for fantasy I don't necessarily think in the real major leagues you're overpaying for a closer. You're already paying a ton of money. If you can get a great closer, what's it matter? In fantasy foot, in fantasy football, in fantasy baseball, absolutely, you overpay for saves. You do it all the time. It's just not worth it to drop that kind of money. But this is real baseball. It's different. What do you think about this rumor that uh, Kansas City Royals are the leading candidate to get? Carlos Beltran. I think, you know what? If you get Carlos Beltran, that makes you a real contender. I have to stop making fun of you if you get Carlos Beltran. Isn't he too old to have a... He just coming off, well, he's coming off of a fantastic year in St. Louis and took that team to the World Series. That's not a great St. Louis team by any stretch of the imagination. The fact that St. Louis is getting rid of him, to me, means that it's a... You know, I always think St. Louis, they're so good. Like, now I think, oh, Johnny Peralta must be better than I thought because St. Louis got him. And Carlos must be on the way down because it's just St. Louis seems to never make mistakes in that area. I guess, but it could also just be they know they can't afford to keep him. Yeah. Following the year that he had, they're going to play smart, you know, baseball with their money. And they're going to save a whole bunch of it and let him go to a team and then sign somebody at much higher value. I mean, that's got to be their whole plan on that. That's how they were able to stay on top all this time. But what's interesting is, even if that's true, and that, that may be true, do you think Carlos Welter has still has a couple good years left in him. Sure. He's 36 years old. Yeah. He's a guy, I don't know. I would have said no until he signed with St. Louis and just did what he did. I mean, I don't see why it would make a huge difference. In Kansas City, it's not that far from St. Louis. Yeah, and I, I guess he I He wouldn't was, really have to move, would he? I was going to say that, you know, Bush Stadium and Kauffman Stadium, neither one are hitters park. So if he can hit 30-some home runs at Bush Stadium, he should be able to do it in Kansas City again. you got to love it. Now, the other thing we were looking at was that the, the three players the Tigers are looking at actually signing one of the three. Is Carlos Beltran's on that list, along with uh, Sin Shu Chu, Gazintite, <laughs> as well as the third player, Curtis Granderson. And the Grandy Man can. Oh, stop it with your John Sterling. The Yankees And I want to punch him in the face. Freaking John Sterling. So annoying. And I want to shake his hand. And then punch him in the face. And then pull him close and punch him in the face with Hawk Harrelson's here's the, here's the deal. rear. Celebrity death, celebrity death match. Hawk Harrelson, John Sterling. I just hope the ring collapses. <laughs> That's all I can hope for. That is, Those are the, my two least favorite announcers in all of sports not named Joe Buck. Nice. Ooh, we got Frosty in the room on the cold episode. Episode 30 of this show. But you know, of those three players, who's the one that you would want the most? Who's the one you think still has the most in the tank? Who has the most value? Of Sinshu Chu 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 Cha Chu Chu, the Transformer sound, uh, or Curtis Granderson or Carlos Beltran? I mean, based on last year, you gotta say it's probably Beltran. It's gotta be right. He's the most consistent right now. But if he goes to Kansas City. I don't know. It just, it leaves, I don't know what the Tigers are doing right now. Like, half the players are gone. We're getting all these new people. And everybody we're signing is good. 
You know, everybody, Ian Kinsler's good. Joe Nathan's good. You know, Curtis Granderson, if we get him back, good. Guys, I don't know. It's it's feeling weird. It's like a, it's like we're totally overhauling the entire team, which is maybe what we had to do because maybe the ceiling was only so high with the previous last year's roster. And I, I got to go back to this Beltran thing. How Beltran, you think he would want to win another title. So you think he's going to KC thinking they have a shot at the playoffs since they had a pretty good season last year? It's reasonable to assume, yeah. Uh, maybe he enjoyed his time in Kansas City, which he always has said he did like being in Kansas City. He was there for seven years. Maybe this is where he ends up his career in It Kansas puts City. a nice bookend on his career. Starts there, ends there. I, I feel like, though, if they get Carlos Beltran, that means that they almost have to trade Billy Butler because he's going to be... They can't lose the hot sauce. They can, Yeah. Well, they can't use the barbecue sauce. The, the barbecue right. sauce, yeah. yeah. And the country breakfast. That's his nickname. The you know, Oh, man. I mean, Billy Butler, he is a big bat on that team. You know, he he's more kind of a more of a doubles guy than a home run guy, right. which has been kind of the problem. But he does he's a he gets a lot of walks. He's a very smart hitter. He's one of those guys comes out of the you know on his worst year he's gonna hit two eighty. Not bad, not bad. But you're gonna throw that guy away for Carlos Beltran? You he's think also that's good. I don't know. He's also well. I don't know. I'm kind of torn. You know, it's weird. Well, that's what makes it the hot stove league. Oh, yeah, don't touch it. Ow! You got my, burned, son. That's my hand. <laughs> Is that our drop? Is that our drop for that yeah. segment? Should I just <laughs> save it? Save the tape. Mark the t- David. Mark the time. That's our new t- drop for this segment. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know. Like, well, it'll be fun to talk about this again next week because we'll have gone through the winter meetings. I think at this point time next week, and there will be assuredly a, lot more, a lot more moves. So keep an eye. You know what? I'm saving that drop, and we're going to use it next week. Okay. So we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Coldplay. Wow, it's so cold out right now, Brent. It's like 44 now. Yeah. You could almost not boil an egg. That's right. <laughs> I have no idea what we're talking about. Here on Raisin Brent. Brent. And uh, that's going to wrap up the show this week. Episode 30. Isn't that awesome? Trinta. Triente dos? Is that a word? That's 32. Well, we're going to do that in a couple of weeks, episode 32. In the meantime, I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And here's how you can contact the show. You can tweet at me at Almighty Ray. And you can get me at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet at the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Hey, do us a favor. Go on that iTunes. Subscribe to the show. It always helps us out every single time. And give us one of those glowing five-star reviews, even though last week's sound, we didn't really deserve it. But this week we did. Gosh darn it. We made up for it this week. We made up for it this week. We got hobos in on satellite. And I can't we... wait to have him back. Oh, my. I can. I can absolutely wait. So thank you to Hobo Joe. But yeah, go on there and give us... Oh, I'm sorry. Hobo Bo. Don't... Now he's not going to come back, Ray. Thanks. That would be a tragedy. Hmm. Also, just give us the five stars. Just freaking do it. You know, give us a nice little glowing thing. We'll read it on the air. We haven't checked in a few weeks. We'll, We'll check it out next week. So you got time. Go and do it. That's what I'm talking about. We'd like to thank a bunch of people, though. We want to thank David Knoll for producing. We want to thank Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell? Woo! With the great logo. That's right. He's like the logo, like the NBA, like mm-hmm. Jerry West. Yep. He's our Jerry West. JordanMonsell.com. Got to go there. Buy some stuff. We've got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Uh, the Trainwrecks. Got to thank that. That's good music right there. Yeah, we love those guys. Uh, is there anybody else you want to thank, Brett? Uh, I don't want to thank anyone else, but I want to pay some admiration to somebody. 
Uh, well, I saw the the butt whipping that Matt Stafford and the Lions put on the Green Bay Packers. It was kind of awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I was like, man, he's playing like Superman today. And then later on, I thought he was even more like Superman when I saw him flying over the stadium of the other two games. What do you mean? He was flying over the stadium? Yeah, he was flying over. He had, I think, Goodyear on his on the side of his shirt. He was nice and slow and just like... Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys, I'm up here. It's me, Fat Stafford. Game's up here, guys. I hate you so much. <laughs> there are no more words. Good night, everybody. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted, and then you run and you flaunt it. I've got something to It's the Hot Stove League. Ow! My hand! It's been burned by the hot stove!